Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about our HA, diving into how HA works, and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at. Whether you have HA or you've got a few recovery periods, we have your back and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join and the link is in the show notes for you okay on with the show bring this over to me okay are you ready i'm ready hey everyone welcome back to the aj podcast i'm here with actually one of my clients name's Lindsay. i don't know if you want to share your full name don't share your full name go for it. I'm good with it. Okay. Lindsay O'Connell. Okay. She's one of my clients and this is a bit of a different 
um, yeah, this is a different episode because it's not yet, it's not an HA recovery story just yet because she's still in it. But she certainly has a lot of experience recovering from various things. And one of the cool things that I've learned along the way working with Lindsay is how intertwined and similar recovery from all different types of addictions and challenges can be. And so Lindsay has AJ and she's going to share about her story a bit, but I wanted to bring her on because she's essentially a, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Where you're like an expert in something because you've been through it all. Let's just say an expert in something because she's been through it all in all kinds of addiction. <laughs> like I want her to, I want her to share it. I want her to talk to you guys about it. But I wanted to bring her on the show because I am not an expert in these things and we haven't really had anyone come on and share from this perspective and there's definitely people listening who are not just like hey I got you know I I went on a diet I started over exercising I lost my period and then you know I I did some work and I got it back like there are people with more complicated stories or more complicated backstories and more just different challenges that are getting you know, that, that are getting kind of in the way sometimes of like what would for other people be a linear progression from HA to getting the period back. So welcome, Lindsay. Will you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your story? Thank you so much, Danny. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I know we've talked about this a, a bit too. And um uh yeah. To everyone out there, my name is Lindsay O'Connell. I am 36. Um, I am originally from New Jersey. I live near the Jersey Shore. I live in New York right now. And um, a little bit about myself. Um, I I have, I guess, um, I've dealt with like health related issues most of my life, more specifically in the gastrointestinal area. Um, I guess like around in my early twenties, I started struggling with um, like late teens, early twenties, I str started struggling with um, substance abuse, like dependency. Um, and uh, that also played into me being very skinny, restricting my food intake, um, not because of uh, necessarily, I wanted to be thin reasons. I mean, that was just an added bonus to be quite honest, but uh, the uh, the drug I was using was um, like my main drug of choice was Adderall. Um, so most of you may know Adderall being for ADHD. Um, some people use it to help study. I know that's not always you know, the main purpose of that, um, to abuse it if you don't need it, like if you don't have the ADHD symptoms, but I used it because it was, um, it gave me a euphoric high and that's actually a, I have done some research over the years. That's actually a, um, a, a side effect, actually more of a rare side effect. Um, or I guess maybe an adverse effect too. Um, but I actually was like, wow, this is great. It feels great. But then also the more I took it, the more it, it also, it's just, um, it's a, uh, um, appetite suppressant. Thank you. It's an appetite suppressant. So that's also another 
side effect of it that's not highly desirable to most people. So with that came, I, my appetite was suppressed. I was restricting a lot because I wasn't hungry all the time. And so once again, these kind of like, kind of went hand in hand. So, um, I'll get back to the addiction part. Cause like, I know that Danny wants to, uh, ask some questions about that. And, um, I, I feel like I being guided by her questions are going to really help me stay focused. Cause sometimes, you know, my path of recovery in addiction, you know, um, smoking, I used to have, I, I used to call like the, um, my friends and I, like in our late teens calls it the model diet, like, you know, diet Coke and cigarettes, you know, and we didn't have much of anything else. Um, but, uh, anyway, I I'll let her guide me on that, but, uh, I guess a little bit more about myself, just, um, I, uh, I'm currently studying to become an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner. And so that's been amazing towards actually it's, it's part of why I'm here you know, um, so it's a big part of my journey. Um, I, uh, let's see, I am, um, yeah, I've been dealing with HA for a little over 10 years now. Um, and, uh, yeah, with that, I'm going to, you know, I guess dive into the interview itself so we can kind of go from there. Yes, sir. Yeah, I love how, I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. Your history has a lot of different yeah. paths and areas. And sometimes it's one of those ones where you're like, where did you even get time to like do all of this? Definitely. <laughs> but yeah, so here we are. And it's, so it's been really interesting because you have had definitely unique challenges as a result of this past. And those, you know, unique challenges that many of our listeners would, would will understand will say it's hard for us to get um weight on Lindsay because she has digestive challenges that make us mm-hmm. have to take uh, you know little baby steps bite-sized steps towards eating more which as a result you know we to bring her metabolism up to get her body weight at a place where it wants to cycle and so it's just more incremental and that's one of the challenges It's like the time that it takes. And it's not as easy for you, right? To just like eat a ton more food and you are, what are you at? Like 2,500 calories a day. Yep. Like that's massive. Yep. Um, yeah, that's really massive, but we have to be careful with it. And there's been hiccups along the way. And these things probably cause um, you know, emotional and mental challenges in addition mm-hmm. to the classic ones that everyone's going with. Do you want to share a little bit about what that's like and yeah, what borders you have to tread when it comes to recovery? Yeah. So, um, I guess the, one of the first things that comes to mind is, um, like I, yeah, I can't like, it's extremely frustrating, um, because I can't just dive in like when it was the all go in, right. Like the all in, um, I just, I wish I could have just delved right into having, um, any type of animal protein or even plant protein because, well, I, 
I'm not against the animal protein. Like I, I feel like it serves a purpose. And at least right now in my life, um, the animal protein is what I need and I know I need it. Um, and, uh, like, I wish I could be like, oh yeah, I'm going to have the, the, the fatty dark meat that Danny talked to me about, like where the, uh, where most of the nutrients lies. And I'm like, darn, like, you know, I'm so scared of trying that because, uh, sometimes the dark fatty meat is a little bit greasier. And for me, the, the greasy oil, maybe not greasy, but like the oily part, um, like it's, it's more like that cause it's juicier. And I, I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous trying that because, uh, oil and grease have been like a thing for me in the past that, um, when I started having massive GI issues was when actually I started to lose my period, like not too long after it actually, um, is that like when my restriction got so bad because I was always getting sick from, um, I, I suffer from partial bowel obstructions. Um, and so, uh, where things can't like, you know, I can't fully digest things and I'm not moving my bowels and I'll have episodes. And so for me, that's very traumatizing. And so if I, I, I think about what I ate before, um, and if it was like, you know, whatever it was like, oh, it was too high in fiber or it was too oily or greasy. I'm just going to stay away from it. So having to like, you know, doing that for years, you know, at least 10 years, um, eating that way. And then saying like, okay, to introduce it into my diet again is really scary. So that was just like, I still, I, I think I had like a little bite of my husband's, um, you know, uh, chicken thigh one day, um, just because I wanted to try the dark meat. I, I was scared. I, there's so much fear around it. There's so much, um, stress on the, my mind and my body, because I like literally freeze in fear when I have to like, you know, try something new or reintroduce it. It's not really new. It's just reintroducing it into my body. Cause I used to eat all, I mean, I didn't have much of a diet restriction growing up, to be honest. I, I really ate everything. I mean, I never had an issue. I mean, occasionally, sure, but yeah, never restricted my food until my late teens. Yeah. I mean, and this is how we know a big part of it is like caused by a trauma that happened. Definitely. So I don't know, whatever you're doing is like causing lots of static into the mic. So I don't know if you're moving something, just heads up. It's Thank out of you. nowhere. <laughs> Please keep me posted. Yeah, I have to, I have to tell people so you're you're describing things that I know there are people listening who are like yes that's me like no one ever talks about how it's scary you know Mm -hmm. for reasons other than just weight gain you know to eat these foods Mm -hmm. and to come from a place where like I just don't come from the same I didn't get here the same way everyone else got here so what is it about your story or about addiction specifically that makes recovery challenging? Hmm. It's a broad question. So you may go however direction you'd like. (laughs) Okay. 
Um, well, and let me so, like, let me yeah. add this to make it a bit easier too. Mm -hmm. I think everyone listening has a level of it, right? We're all like, we're addicted to something. We're addicted to like the weight loss. We're addicted to the dieting. We're addicted to eating the way that we eat or, or we're, you know, obsessed maybe with our body image, things like that. So we can all relate on that level. But is there something about your history of addiction that you feel like brings it up a notch and makes it additionally more challenging? Or do you feel like they're actually quite similar? And it's just that because you're dealing with the additional digestive challenges, that's really what makes, you know, really what brings most of the challenge into it for you. I feel that there's a little bit of both. And so I'll start with sharing um, one of the challenges and struggles I feel I have is um, with my uh, addiction from drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes, um, I feel that like, you know, some people talk about indulging in like alcohol or, and, and I don't think that that's necessarily like probably the best choice, but like maybe they get their period back. And like, I've seen pictures on your Instagram of like, you know, like, you know, celebrating with the bottle of wine or something. Yeah. And it's Ashley like, and I have like a gift and we cheers. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, like it, it kind of pisses me off that like no it there's anger there there's like well why did they get to celebrate with like you know cheers with like you know nice champagne or wine and it's like when I get my period back like I can't do that and that kind of gets me angry because like I'm like well I technically I can't because with me if I did that it wouldn't end there I would eventually just kind of like spiral over time into you know well, a full-blown addiction how many years sober are you um at 13 nice Woo. yeah yeah <laughs> so it's so interesting that anger yeah. comes up for you definitely it's like because it's kind of like I feel left out like well why can they do that but I can't hmm. and it's like yeah like I wish I wish that I could be that type of person that could have like a glass or two of wine to celebrate and like not have it every day right like or like have it turn into like unmanageability and, and a full-blown addiction but with like I know that I can't um it's just like I know my mind I know where it goes because they could if I have that one so like a common a common theme um, and saying in recovery, 12-step recovery, really anywhere you go, alcohol, you know, drug addiction, um, sex addiction, even, you know, those areas too, um, is one is one is too many and a thousand is never enough. And I know behind like, like if I did do that, if I had that one drink, it's exactly where it will go. Like that, those thoughts are there. I know it's right there. So I guess that's like what sticks out in that aspect. Um, uh, maybe there's a little bit of fear that like I might become obsessive and addicted to another area and it wouldn't be healthy just because another thing with, you know, uh, uh, addiction recovery is that um, substitution. So like, that's yeah. why they tell you to like, you can't, you can't be using any mind or mood altering substances because 
your addiction, it's like, okay, so I put down my drug of choice. You know, let's say it's smoking weed. I don't know. And then like, you can't just say, okay, I'm not going to smoke weed. And then someone, you just pick up a substitution. So maybe someone drinks a lot now or uses something else a lot more instead. So um, it's common that substitutions come in. And so like, I don't want to, um, yeah, I don't want to substitute one thing for another and have it be this unhealthy relationship again, but just in another area. So I feel that kind of leads me into the other part where there's so many similarities. And I think Danny and I talk about this all the time is that because of my 13 years of recovery from drugs, alcohol, all mood and mind altering substances. Um, I even quit smoking cigarettes, um, you know, within this process. Um, I think there's so many similarities um, because of this, like, and it's also set the foundation for me that um, I was telling Danny this the other week that I really, because of my recovery background, I know what Danny and Ashley are doing right now to like help us get our period back works because I've done this over the past 13 years in other areas of my life, but it's built that foundation for me to get to this point so I could be successful in my recovery from HA because recovery also with HA, like, I love how you ladies talk about just because you get your period back doesn't mean that it stops. Cause just like in drug addiction, just because we got clean, our recovery just starts. You're still, you're still addicted. You're just clean right now. Yeah. Because it's not about the drugs that got us there or the food, right? It's like, there's something else behind it. It's our patterns and behaviors that no longer serve a purpose that has created our life to be so unmanageable where we lose our period, we lose weight, we're losing all, you know, other areas of our lives and our health that is not healthy. And so I feel that that like, like having this background in recovery is uh, like, it, it just shows me it's evidence that I can do this. It's just another area of my life yeah. that I'm, you know, recovering and it's like, it works. What you ladies do here, it works. We just have to keep at it and persevere. Um, you know, the other similarity is that um, having a coach, which I know it's not for everyone, but like, I feel for me, it is because it helps keep me accountable for my goals and it sets a direction. Um, like, and, and Danny, I, I do coach with Danny and Danny is like my, I guess, sponsor, right. So to speak in 12 step yeah. recovery, we have sponsors. And so they hold you accountable and they're there for you to work through the hard times and the, celebrate the good times, you know, like the milestones and, and, and the, the growth that you've been through. And it's also that healthy relationship building, like your sponsorship is like, kind of like the first healthy relationship in this, this, uh, stage of your life and recovery. 
like that encourages you to be healthy and to continue on that path and that you've got this and celebrates your wins, like we said, and helps you during the times of that you're struggling. So you don't go back out and use, or you don't go back to the gym because you're scared. You talk to your, your, you go to the community call and you talk about how you're feeling. Um, you use your resources or you email your coach or your friend in recovery. If you're lucky enough to make friends in recovery. Um, these are, there's so many similarities, but like, these are the things that come up. And I think these are so important to keep in mind when we're recovering from anything, right? Yeah. Because the way I have always seen it is like, it's if you're going it alone, which is definitely for many people, but if you're going it alone, you're just so biased, you know? Like we, yeah. we have a lot of great reasons to go in the direction of, you know, whatever it is for you. Like, oh, maybe I should have a cigarette just because oh, this is like up. a really stressful time or yeah, you know what I mean? And, and for mm-hmm. people, it's like, oh, well, maybe I should um, just give up like on recovery for a bit. Like I should just uh, pick this up in a few months time because X, Y, Z is going on. And it's sounds like a very viable choice that makes a lot of sense when you're the only person in the conversation. Yeah, that's, that's a really, really good thing that you brought up because um, it makes me think of actually, um, we talked about this the other week, Danny, is having reservations. And I think it was important to yes. bring back up because um, in the 12-step program um, that I'm a part of, uh, we talk about reservations being something that we all have. And pretty much in a nutshell, it's the thought pattern of if this thing happens, like something maybe scary or that you, you're, yeah, that you're fearful of happening. Like if I get a divorce or if it could be as simple, it's like, if I reach a certain weight, I'm going to go back out and go to the gym. I'm going to take a break from recovery or I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop eating because I, I can't like, you know, I'm going to restrict again because I can't handle being at this weight or going through this particular life event. So, you know, in recovery from yeah addiction, that's called a reservation. It's actually part of like the first step, so to speak, there's 12 steps is to like, which, is to identify what your reservation is. Yeah. So that's part of the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Mm-hmm. That you are powerless over that problem. But also comes that powerlessness comes from, um, you know, having those reservations. So we're powerless over our thoughts. Like, so, so what they say is that if you have a reservation, talk about it. So, you know, in parallel to recovery from HA, if you have that reservation that, I, oh my gosh, my, I'm getting married. I, I'm so scared that I'm not going to fit into my wedding dress or what, if that's maybe something that comes up, um, that you talk about it with, um, you know, maybe at the community call, some people really like that. Okay. So something's coming up for me. Yeah. And so I have brought this up a lot in community calls and chats. So people have probably heard it before, but I, um, 
I often talk about how I was very public with my, when I came out and was like, this is a thing that I'm doing. And I talk about it because I've always connected that I, I wanted to tell everyone, hey, I have this thing called AJ because I've been dieting and working out really hard for the last however many years. And so I'm doing this thing and I just want you to know, right? Like, like I, I wanted everyone to know and the belief in my head is that it's because I wanted people to not think I didn't know that my body was changing and that I didn't know that I was, um, you know, eating differently. Like I, I just like, just so you know, I know this is happening. But as you're speaking, I also wonder if even if it wasn't intentional, it was helpful to me because I have now said out loud, like, I know that if I do this by myself and quietly, mm-hmm. I may um, kind of get dragged back in to what all of you, because it was my community, right? My community was like this health and wellness right. world. Um, you know, I might get dragged back into what you guys are doing, but I'm going to mm-hmm. say out loud right now that this is an issue for me and this is something that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And now you, like, I can't hide it it's like my, my it kind of feels like in a way sharing my reservation somehow like that's just as you were speaking yeah going public felt like saying hey I have a problem and this is what I'm going to do about it yeah hmm. this I I'm so glad you can identify because that's so important for like even our listeners to say, say like, okay, I can't identify with that portion of what Lindsay was saying, but like, you know what, Danny brought up a great point. I can identify, I, you know, with what I was talking about. And um, I, you know, what you said about, uh, you know, admitting your powerlessness, um, that like you're, 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 you're coming out and saying, hi, I'm Danny. And I'm recovering from HA. So that that's what came to my mind when you said it, because I you've probably seen in movies, like if you've never been to a 12-step meeting, you've seen like, hi, I'm Lindsay and I'm an addict or I'm an alcoholic, mm-hmm. right? You've heard that. People have heard that all over the world, I'm sure. Um, and in recovery, we say we, when we start sharing, we say, hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm a grateful, like I'm an addict, or I'm a recovering addict, or a grateful recovering addict, whatever you want to say. Mm. And the reason why we say it, it's not because it's like, oh, this is the spiel, this is what we say. The reason why we say it is because the more we say it, the more we identify with it. And like Danny said, like, you're like, if I don't, if I don't say and admit that, like, you know, I have a problem, I'm going to go back out with my community, like, you know, and that's where that reservation comes in. It's like, it's, it's like, I'm going to go back to my community because it's what's comfortable and what's familiar. And I know it's not good for me, but I'm so that's my community. That's my base. And so like, just like in recovery from any addiction, it's like, oh, well, you know, I used to use with all these people and that's my even if you, I didn't have a drug dealer, to be honest with you, but like some people have like drug dealers that they consider their, their friends or their community and the people they used with. And so it's easy for them 
if they don't admit that, you know, coming to that conclusion and admission that they have a problem and they need help. Um, the first second of fear that comes up because look, life happens, right? We lose jobs, we, something bad happens or some life happens, right? The first second that that happens, they're gonna go back out to their, their community, their, um, their, you know, their people, places and things is what the 12 step community talks about where they used with, or, you know, where they used at and the people they used with. So that's why it's so important to identify that like, I'm Lindsay and I'm an addict. Like you're coming to that realization that it's okay. And that powerlessness is not giving up. Accepting that you're powerless over something isn't a negative thing. So some people like think, oh my God, I'm powerless. That's terrible. Like I, I want to be in power. I want to be control. Like I want to control my yeah. life. So it's not about that. It's actually about surrendering of, in, not in a bad way, but giving up the fight. You don't have to fight anymore. It's not about losing. It's that surrender means I don't want to be in pain anymore and I need help and I want a better way to live. Right. So whatever you're recovering from, it's like, I want my period back. So if you're not listening, if you're not identifying with what I'm saying here, here's, here's the underlying fact. Like you want to, like, I want to, I want to get my period back is what I hear from myself and from other women here on this platform. So just because in my path of addiction, I wanted, I just didn't want to use anymore. I was in a lot of pain. I, you know, no one wanted to be around me. I lost so many people in my life. Um, I just wanted a better way of life. And so we here on this platform want a better way of life for our health and our longevity and our well-being. We want our period back. We want a better way of life. We want to manageably, you know, know how to eat healthy. We want to be able to go out to the restaurant and yeah, we don't want to be guided by our yeah like addiction, you know. Yeah. Because it, it just that's why I really was pumped to have you on the show because it just is various levels of addiction for different people. Like we've said this before, but if you if you realize, oh my gosh, I'm missing my period because I don't because I've been over exercising and can just go and make the changes and Bob's your uncle you're not listening to the show. Like it was, it was easy for you. You weren't addicted. You just like, didn't realize what was happening. The rest of us are having a lot of trouble making the changes. Yeah. You know, and how helpful is it? Like you tell me how helpful is it for a lot of these people maybe to get the first step by just acknowledging what's going on and that they're powerless to it. Like what comes after that? It's, it's that release that like, it's that feeling that like, yes, I've been waiting for this moment for, to allow myself the help. So, yes. cause I think that sometimes we don't, we want the help so bad. It's like, I know I'm not happy right now. I know, but like, oh God, I just, I, I, I want to restrict. I want to look this good all the time. I want to go to the gym. It makes me feel so good. And it's like, 
but I'm so addicted to that part, like that part of my life that, that those life choices, like that is you're, you're pulled in that direction. Um, but this, this really like, it's that release of like allowing yourself to finally accept and allow yourself to get the help that you need. Yeah. That like helps you get off the hamster wheel. It does take a different action. But I think what's so helpful that you've created here, Danny, and I just want to give you so much credit. Like I'm so grateful for what you've provided this online platform and these community calls and these coaching options is that it, this is what fosters like our success in recovery because you can admit that you're powerless over your addiction or your HA, but in order to maintain that through the really tough times, because when that real hard work comes in where that HA has been covering those emotions, that loss or whatever it is that you started restricting and working out obsessively, whatever that you were covering up with that is coming, it's going to come up because you're, you're stopping, right? So you stop going to the gym, you stop restricting all those things are going to come up. So those patterns and behaviors that we did not want to look at for so long, Mm. you have created a healthy environment and a community, just like we had a community with, um, you know, um, CrossFit or, um, the community you talked about, Danny, the, the community at the gym and, um, the, you know, whatever it is that, uh, we built, you know, um, now we're, we, you've helped create this community for us in recovery is what I'm saying. So that support network, I think is one of the biggest pieces that has kept me clean all this time, because when all these things that like, we haven't even gotten into about like my past, we all have a past that comes up in our recovery the fact that we have a community call to talk about it at or a coach to meet you know bi-weekly with the fact that we have that support network becomes our new community and becomes our support for like to keep going and and like let's say you have that reservation like oh my god all these things are coming up and it's so hard to handle because it will be it's the fact of life that that this is going to happen and it's going to be difficult but like knowing that you can express yourself and express that reservation that you may have or those feelings that come up that that's the whole part is you want to express yourself so you don't go back out and you don't relapse, I guess. Right. Um, and, um, that's the community. That's really what it is. It's the support community. And that's, that's what I think I really needed all these years that I tried different things. Like, look, I'm starting to be an acupuncturist. Acupuncture is wonderful for recovery of anything, honestly, but something was still missing. I wasn't getting my period back. I'm like, darn, you know, I'm learning about how acupuncture and herbs, like they can get your period back. They can, but you know what? I was missing without, something. Yeah. Not without a certain foundation. Yeah, exactly. So you need the foundation. You need to, you need to gain the weight back. 
I bet you if I, once I go back to acupuncture after, you know, starting this recovery path with Danny and the HA society, I know I needed to gain that weight back. That's the thing. That was one of the missing pieces. Now that I'm gaining weight back and I go back to the acupuncture, the blood is just going to flow. I know it sounds weird, but like the blood building that they do with the different points and the herbs, I had the, the resources needed to be built up. So my body needed to be, um, build up those resources, but sustain it. Right. So we needed to, um, that's what we need to do in this, this, this program, I feel. Um, but I was missing this. I was missing community, um, and the support and it holds me accountable, not just for my goals. Um, but when I'm having really tough times, and if you don't feel comfortable sharing about it on a community call, not everyone is. Look, I still go to my 12-step meetings, right? But some people are like, oh my God, sharing in a meeting like with a bunch of people. Oh, like crap, that is so scary. So then reach out to a friend or reach out to your coach hmm. personally, because some people don't want to share, you know, they're not ready to. And that's okay. You know, like yeah. you, Danny, you took it, you took it public because that's just you. But some people are like, Oh my God, I cannot post this. You know, that's why a big part for me is, or for us is to like have this, um, this podcast playlist for the Mm -hmm. members where all of the recordings are posted because there's of our community calls, because there's a lot of people, um, who don't want to attend, don't want to listen, uh, sorry, don't want to share at least yet, but are, uh, showing up in the sense that they're putting their foot in and they're listening and they're hearing other people share stories and they're resonating with it. And they're saying like, Oh, me too. And Hey, she can do it. And it's like, yes, community does strengthen you. If not realizing that you're not alone does strengthen you. That's why so many people do get their peer back on their own because they have all of these podcasts now and they have so much help on social media that those people, there are people who can feel sufficient community and support, even in just that way. But many of us, you know, need it like to talk to each other as well. And it is so impactful to get those different perspectives and mindset shifts and just see that, see yourself and others and see that it's possible and want to help others too. I feel like that's a thing, right? You're like, yeah, she's going through that. And I, I want, I want her to not struggle. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were 
and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Well, absolutely. I think as humans, we feel that way naturally, maybe not on the large scale as becoming maybe a coach. Some people have that desire, but some people don't. Right. But like, it's um, also another parallel to 12 step recovery is um, there's a saying that says, um, in order to keep what we have, we must give it away. So that's, once you have um, clean time and recovery and you're working through your steps, right? You know, you, you eventually say, I want to help that newcomer. I know they can get clean and stay clean. And I want, maybe I want to sponsor them. Maybe I want to give them my phone number so they can reach out to me when they're having a hard time. Um, and so help many them build their community. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. many girls do that mm-hmm. in the group. They'll be like, oh, had a really hot day, but I was chatting with so-and-so and I'm like, well, what? Like, yeah, I didn't even know you guys were sharing, sharing details. It's very cool. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think that's wonderful. And that's look, it, it, this online community, the support community you've created for us, Danny, it's, it not only just provides that support, but like, look, some people are like, you know, I want to read a little more about it. And look what you've provided. You bring guests on that they could listen to podcasts of guests that are functional nutritionists or, you know, doing the, the, uh, you know, the different tests outside of lab tests or learning about my hormones. What are they doing? Why are they so important to maintain? Oh, wow. I didn't know that, you know, this contributes towards, you know, better, um, you know, uh, uh, getting your period and, and your, your, gastrointestinal health and your mental health, they're all connected. And because of my hormones, like, you know, you learn about, um, you know, maybe some people want to educate themselves first and you have those resources. So that's like an added benefit of being a part of the HA society, because, um, you can read up and educate yourself about why is it important that I'm here? Why is it important that I restore my, 
um, my period. And I love that. So it's, it's community support. It's, it's, um, you know, it's about the self-education about why it's so important. And I want to just say to the, to the, to the listeners that, and myself included, you're not here because you were court ordered to, right. Or you're, you were forced (laughs) to, you're here because you were passionate enough to say, I want help. And I identify with Danny and, and what she's created. Give yourself credit that you are here because you want to be here. So maybe you're not ready to fully give up. Yeah. You're not fully ready to give up your, your exercise routine or, and that's okay. Keep coming. Please come to our community calls. You will become ready. The more you hear other women talk about getting their period back and getting through struggles without restricting and they share one week at a community call that they, oh my gosh, I just want to go out and go to the gym so bad. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then find out next week that they come back and said, I did it because of you ladies. Like, thank you so much for your support. I made it this week without going back to the gym or restricting. Like they did it and like use that as encouragement, you know, that that's, it's, you're here for a reason. Some of the people I'm extra impressed with are those that are like, hey, I'm here and I'm still exercising a lot. You should be. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's that's right now instead of waiting. Like I I can't join yet. I can't be a part of your conversation because I'm, I still have these behaviors. And it's like, uh, and that's okay. We want you here. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, you should be here. And so if you're listening and saying like, I don't know that I'm ready to put this all down, that's okay. Come listen to these podcasts um, for free. L- you know, come to these calls, reach out to Danny um, and see like, I'm not ready for all this, but what can I be doing right now to foster my recovery at yeah. this stage? And like another parallel to my recovery, you know, recovery from um, uh, drugs and alcohol is that they say, um, they say to, you know, if you're new to this program and you're not clean right now, that's okay. We want you to stay, maybe not share, but like, cause we don't want to hear from your addiction or from the drugs, but please come back, share with someone after the meeting and just keep coming back. That's the whole point. And the longer you keep coming, the more you keep coming back, the more that these things that you hear will settle in. And then when you are ready to take that jump, you already have a support community here and you know where to go. Yeah. You know, I love it. Me too. Yeah. I love hearing your perspective on it. It's, it's so hot. Cause I, you know, it's just, it's inspiring. It's like, I'm pumped to go out and help people today. Um, and, and this is a big part of why I wanted your wisdom. Like, I feel like you just have so much wisdom on it because you've just been through it from all these different perspectives. Like you, you get what's happening in people's brains, you know, cause, and, and I don't think a lot of us see that, but, oh, here's actually the benefit of sharing with your partner or your family about like what's going on or telling people in your life who may actually, you know, like a group of friends you have that talk a lot about diet culture Here's why telling them, you know, might be helpful 
or removing yourself from their friendship might be helpful you know whatever step you need to take for yourself why putting yourself first is actually so important yeah I think I, I'm so glad you mentioned this too, because one of the hardest things I think as a recovering addict comes up is that either you have to cut off your friends, certain friends, like people like, look, I cut off certain people that I know I used to go and say like, Hey, you want one of my Xanax for an Adderall? Great. Like that person is not conducive to my recovery. And unfortunately I had to cut them off mm-hmm. at least for now. Um, or limit my conversation with them, right? Um, until I feel stronger and better in my recovery. Um, or I keep a certain group of friends and that understand and respect my recovery that know that like, oh, Lindsay's a recovering addict and she can't go out and drink. But guess what? Like I had friends that respect that. And like, let's say for birthday parties or something like two of my best friends, they'll have the, they used to have their birthday parties and go out to the bars and stuff and say, you know what, Lindsay, I know you can't come, but like, let's do something with you. And so like to celebrate, like for, for our birthday, so you don't feel left out. And so they, like, everyone knows I'm, I'm, I can't, I don't drink, you know, and, and saying that to like people or like, it's hard, right? Like, you know, you, you go into my husband drinks and like, it's like to his friends, it's like, um, oh, I, you know, I don't drink, but I'll have a cup of coffee or something. Um, so it's like admitting that to these people, maybe that's, you keep them around and they respect that you're recovered, you're, you're in recovery, but you have to let them know at the very least, you know, oh, yeah. so you can go around to these things, but so good. You know, just, yeah. And what I like about this is, um, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, I don't know how to word this, but it's like taking a big action, right? And I think we say, when we hear, oh, addiction to drugs, it makes perfect sense that you would take the big brave action of cutting certain people off, you know, mm-hmm. or like removing yourself from the situation completely. But with HA recovery, it's like, oh, well, no, you know, I'm just being dramatic or I, I should be able to, cause I think it, one of the differences is that alcoholism or drug addiction is not socially accepted in the way that, um, being the perfect woman with the perfect body and the perfect career and yada, yada is extremely socially accepted. So there's a, there's a difference there. Um, And so we have to take, we have to take big, brave action to make an intentional change that actually makes a difference. And it's hard with, um, you know, eating more and gaining weight and stuff because we like people aren't going to understand or, or I still believe that this is what is best. Like this is what makes a worthy person. And so I should be able to figure this out without making any changes that are drastic, right? I should be able to acupuncture this away. I should be able to supplement my way out of HA um, instead of biting the bullet and, and doing something big, whether it be cutting people out of your life, which could matter because it could be extremely stress related um, or it could be, yeah, gaining 20, 30 pounds and, and like terrifying decisions to make for people. But it's what has to be done often. 
And like, how long are you going to sit there? And this is one of the issues with doing it yourself, right? How long are you going to give yourself the out of like, I'll just wait a little longer or, or I shouldn't need to do this. And I just like what, what you're bringing up and reminding me is that reminding everyone is that at a certain point you have to make some big intentional changes that are hard yeah and you have to accept that yeah you know I I'm so glad you mentioned this because like I before I got clean from drugs and alcohol I tried to do it on my own and um I was not successful um, for many reasons. Um, but like one of them is that like, I would, you know, I, if, if I was clean for four days and I'm like, oh man, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna go, you know, smoke weed or do something, you know, go to the bar and drink. Um, I, I know that no one knows and no one's going to hold me accountable and I'm cool with that. But that's why you know don't what I some mean? People, right? Don't some people like tell the bars and like give them a photo of themselves or something and they're like don't let me in here well some people do that. because they like because they know that the addiction it, it's it's it has a control on you it, it does it, it right so like they'll say that to say look i know i'm gonna try to come in here again and That's yeah right. okay. like and they, do they need um, someone casinos to- casinos will do it yeah, yeah. yeah people do that because they know that addiction like no matter what you do you can't, you can't control it. This is, this is so similar to what telling the people in your life. Is, exactly. They will catch you. My husband's just, he's like, are you not having, you know, cause I'll be like, oh, that was delicious. I want more. And he'll be like, are you not having it because you yeah. are full or because you feel like you can't have more, you know, because they know what you're going through and now they can right. kind of like, right. Like, yeah, they just keep an eye. <laughs> No, definitely. And, and, you know, what's so, uh, look, some of us have really supportive husbands, partners, Mm -hmm. family members. And I know I've heard some people on this platform share about that their family, like maybe it was a parent that like encouraged them and they do it themselves and they they don't understand that. Why would they stop exercising? Oh yeah. People have very unencouraging. And look, some people don't have that support. And you know what? I'm actually one of those people. Like when I first got clean, I didn't have that support. Unfortunately, I didn't know my husband at the time. He's very supportive now. You know, I didn't know him then, but like, look, I didn't have the support. And so this is why, you know, the HA society is so important to have that community support because, you know, even if maybe at home, no one understands why you're doing what you're doing you come to these community calls or you listen to these podcasts and you're in a community of people who know exactly what, what does Danny say at the beginning of her podcast? I've walked wherever you have walked and I've been wherever you've been. And like, I want to help you. And, and so you're talking to like-minded women who've either walked your path are walking your path with you or about to walk your path. So you're in a community that like, like I said, if you're not, if you don't find that support at home, unfortunately, not everyone has that. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but like, don't let that be your reservation out yeah. of saying if my, you know, if my family doesn't care that I don't do it, then maybe I shouldn't No, come to these meetings and learn why it's important to mm-hmm. do 
what you're doing and to continue on that path. It's not about getting your period back. It's about keeping that right to like, like you want to maintain that. And this is the platform and this, or, uh, you know, this community will either help you on that path or guide you to resources that you need. Like I see a lot of women talking about, oh, did you try this for getting, you know, this cycle for getting um, fertility method for getting pregnant? And like people share about, oh, no, no, I did this. Like, you know, maybe talk to this person or you get the support and the resources that you need. So like, just, you know, keep coming. Like, don't let that lack of support at home be um, your ticket back out. Yeah. Um, and, and the more you recover, what's the funny thing is that the more you are on your recovery path, the more people at, at, at home or in your group of circle of friends see that, like they see that change in you sure and they'll be like, wow, you know, you look, you have a healthy glow or they just, you, you rely less on them understanding why you're doing what you're doing as like your validation and and more of that, they come to that understanding that you're, it's like, kind of like walking your walk and not just talking about it. And so people start seeing that change and glow in you and that difference because you're taking action and they respect that. Yeah. They may not validate you, but they respect that you're in recovery. You, you have to plant seed. Thing. Yeah. You can't expect yeah. them to like fully mm-hmm. be there. Cause sometimes it's like, it's actually bad to other women. They're like, what? <laughs> um, exactly. And I, I completely built my community from the ground up. I didn't have anyone, you know, and probably another reason why I went public was because like, I'm a make my community and some really cool things have happened as a result for anyone who's like afraid, you know, of sharing and, and how long if ever it might take to build your own community. I, um, you know, worked at a nutrition coaching company when I first started that I felt played a role in a problem, you know, like Mm. you guys aren't helping me. Like, in fact, maybe encouraging my problem a little bit. And so I shared and it was uncomfortable. And I don't recommend that for everyone, um, you know, to be in like leadership board meetings, kind of like arguing about what you can and can't say in marketing campaigns and stuff. But I, you know, I shared and now we're at a point where my, uh, we're friends, but she was my old boss and CEO of that company multiple times. Now she's been on podcasts a lot to like, you know, talk about tracking macros and nutrition and stuff. And, and that's a big piece of what she does. And she's really great. Um, but now this is a more prominent issue, right? And so body positivity, body acceptance, et cetera, comes up in interview questions for her a lot more than it did five years ago. And she almost always gets asked like, well, what do you guys do in this situation or in, you know, in a world now where there's a bit more awareness or like there's more, there's the body positivity movement and body acceptance movement, like what's your stance? And she needs to have an answer. And her answer, she tells my story. She tells about how like, you know, we had a team member and she came and and she shared about this and she made it a big deal. And we like all, you know, we collaborated till we figured it out. And it's like, I helped 
her make that happen because I shared and told them what I needed and allowed for it to be uncomfortable. And yeah, like that's not easy for everyone. And there was a lot of tears and it was like, it was a scary thing, but it has impacted her life and her business positively. And same with like Ashley, I wouldn't, we wouldn't have found each other if we weren't talking about it and, and sharing and asking for the help we needed from every community that it was important that we got the help from, you know, I think like we, just because you can't see the benefit behind the action, like the net, the only thing you can see is taking the action. You can't see how it's going to pay off. Doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Definitely. And that's just like what I'm thinking. No, I, I think it's great. We need people like you in the world, Danny. And like, and what's really cool is like, I just, I just want to share this um, really mm-hmm. quickly is that um, we're all different people for a reason. So Danny is like your first mover. She is like, I don't know if bus- people have a business background or not, but you know, she is like the person that um, makes these, pl- like she, she's an entrepreneur. She makes these things happen, but we need people like her because there are people that are help in different ways. We all contribute in a different way. And this is just Danny's way you know, that she is bringing light to a really, honestly, I think it's just as a big issue as, you know, anything else in this world. It's just yeah. not talked about. We don't I have had platforms. Another friend yesterday, just, or just on Saturday, Oscar, who was a guy who knew because I'm so lucky. He knew just, he's like, so is there like much of a market for this issue? And I was like, yes. oh, <laughs> it's everywhere but that's the thing it's Uh a huge issue it's it well I don't like to use the word issue but like it's 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 way bigger and like I before I found Danny and her podcast and YouTube videos I didn't know that anyone was like me out there like I'm sure I knew that people didn't get their periods like gymnasts Olympic gymnasts I thought right that was like your classic example of like, oh, no, period. Maybe that's primary memory. They never got it or something. But I never thought that someone like me could relate to someone like them. And we all have different stories. But anyway, to answer, like just to, to just support what you said, there's a huge market. Look how many women that have found your platform already and how many women that are out there? There's so many women out there. I know, I know it. Oh, how do I find you? They'll find you. <sighs> That's the thing. They'll find I you. Hope, I hope so. Like wherever they, whatever they need to find, you know, I hope that they find. It's crazy how big this issue is. Ah, it is. Okay. We've been chatting for a long time. Yeah. But what, what I want to kind of just like quick recap the takeaways, because I tend to, to have conversations that can be a bit wild but you know we all have addiction in some way and it's okay to just like acknowledge it and that you know take it from Lindsay having people around you that get it wherever you find them is crucial to your success in this it's so so important um and that maybe identify your reservations what are the things like for a little bit of homework what's the thing 
that you have in your head that's like allowing you to only go so far? Because this is a big thing that comes up with my clients, right? What's the, or typically when they start working with us is because they, they reached the point that they were willing to go on their own. What is actually your point? Are you conscious of it? Like, what's the thing that you're holding on to? Is that how you would say it? Yeah, absolutely. It's anything that you would, uh, that would make you, yeah, it's a threshold, right? Mm, yeah. That if you pass this threshold for whatever reason, you can't, you're, you're, that's it. I'm going back to working out. I'm going to restrict again. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever your pattern is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing, like examples that come up for me are are people who are like, I need to fit in this wedding dress and then I have someone else's wedding I need to go to. And then it's going to be my birthday. And I, you know, and then we're going on this vacation. There's always lots of little reasons. I see that one a lot in this community. And it's like that, like events. (laughs) But guess guess what? There's always going to be that. That's the trick. That's the trick. That's why these reservations are so important to talk about Mm -hmm. because there's always going to be something that's addiction. That's, that's that key that keeps you sucked in. That's that disease. That's like, like it, it wants to pull you back. You know, there's always going to be a reason or we will make one up because in our head, we've already made up. We've already come to that conclusion that I know if I reach that point, I'm going to go back out no matter what you've already justified that in your head, that that's, what's going to happen. So if you don't talk about it to someone, even if it's on a public platform or in a community call, if you don't talk about it and express it somehow, get it on paper, something it's going to stay inside and keep you in that spot. Mm -hmm. Value of journaling. Yeah. Hey, people write, people talk, people, you know, whatever your expression is, paint it, whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever your expression outlet is. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get it out. It will keep you in. You'll keep you sick. (sighs) Lindsay, thank you so much guys. If you ever want to chat with Lindsay, you can find her inside of the HA society. That's a place you can find her. It's the only place I think. I know that people could find you. Is that right? Yeah, it's probably the best place yeah. for now. You're not really like a social media person. So thank you so much for coming and just sharing this perspective. I find it so interesting to hear about it and like make these connections. I think you have given me so many more tools to help talk to other women. And it's just always a pleasure to talk to you on a Monday morning. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Shani, for having me. And to all you listeners out there, thank you for joining us. And also, if you did not understand a word I said, please come back. Just please listen again, come to a call, reach out to Danny. Just, we need you. We love you. And please come back. Oh, I should need to hire you onto the team. <laughs> all I right, everyone. That. Have a great day. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So Temp Drop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. 
it's a wearable device. So you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. 
So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.